Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me back here at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench podcast today. I'm pleased to have my friend Jeremy Baker back in the studio. This is part two of an interview that I'm doing with him. We're going to tackle the topic of climate change and green energy today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show. I'm glad you guys are joining me here at Off the Bench. Thank you guys for leaving reviews for the show wherever those uh, can be left. I hope also that you are sending your questions into me at Mailbox Monday. And if you have a question for the show, you can send it to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. You guys know me. I like to talk about everything. And we're going to uh, jump into something I don't normally address here at the show. Jeremy Baker is back with me. As I said before, he is running to represent us in the 49th district here in the State House in Washington State. Uh, but as you guys have heard me say many, many times, a huge reason why I do this podcast and have for a long time is because I want you to be inspired to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. You get one shot at the life that God has given you uh, and like Jeremy, I hope you guys will take advantage of it. Speaking of that, Jeremy, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited to continue the conversation. So let's just jump right into the deep end. Let's talk about climate change. So uh, <laughs> right before we started recording, I stopped myself because this is so much, so much of a great conversation. I didn't want to ruin it in the pre-show. But I don't know if you saw uh, climate change activists now. They're going around like they have mm. for a long time, but um, they're ruining incredible pieces of yeah. art at uh, places like the Smithsonian and in Washington, D.C., and we're watching, you know, we will not be silent, and they're throwing soup on Picasso paintings yeah. and all kinds of crazy things. And, you know, we've seen this kind of uh, tactic before, right? They're just trying to get attention. Mm -hmm. But while they're trying to get attention, the people who are actually putting these practices into place, the uh, the AOCs and the Monica Stoniers and all the people that are in our government right now, Joe Biden, chief among them, mm -hmm. right, shuts down the key line, the Keystone Pipeline, and our our country is literally uh, suffocating mm -hmm. uh, in the name of climate change. Yeah, and as a legislator, you'd actually have a voice and a vote. So, talk to me about green energy, which is killing Washington state right now. These green energy initiatives, uh, Jay Inslee, probably one of the worst governors we've ever had. Yeah. He, he just actually made the, made the list uh, on the Cato Institute. I think he's literally the, the worst <laughs> governor 50th on the list of 50. Wow. That's uh, amazing. Uh, for I was... Fiscally, res fiscally responsibility. Yeah. yeah. No, he's just destroying hanging our... on like crazy to his emergency powers. I yes. heard that he's going to give him up on October the thir 31st, 31st. Yeah, just wow. before the election. Yeah. Yeah. It's magically, uh, no longer... he doesn't need them anymore yes. on the 31st of October. This guy's a creep. Yeah. He's a creep. He's injuring people here in Washington state. Oh, no, it's, it's been, uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. The, the reason I got involved was because of the, the draconian lockdowns, uh, lockdowns and the, the mandates that they're, mm -hmm. I mean, these poor people that, you know, the, with the vax mandates, you know, you know, last yesterday when we were talking a little bit about, you know, the four, the 4% uh, where the children were no longer in public education, you know, uh, Miss Stonier was making this issue of like, we're having a real hard time with the teachers. Uh, we're understaffed. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's like you create a problem and then you complain about the problem. So like there, you know, there are a lot of teachers out there that are um, really great and they really want what's best for our kids, but they're just being suppressed yeah. uh, in this system and they're leaving in droves. So now they don't have enough, one, they don't have enough teachers and, yeah. and now they don't have enough uh, students. But to your point about, you know, climate change, you know, yeah, um, 
we we like the the Democrats here in Washington. They really like to lead the way. They say they really want yeah, to leading the way to the, taking the country the right virtue, off a cliff. Our yeah. virtue signaling. So yeah. yeah so the they passed their Climate Commitment Act in uh, 2021, and um, the we are it's a you know cap and trade mm-hmm. uh, carbon. Can you scheme. explain to listeners what cap and trade is? So basically, what they. Like our our oil refineries, so in any industry, they they produce you know emissions, carbon mm-hmm. uh, emissions, and that is the you know CO two, and that's the the greenhouse gases that people are so worried about, and cow farts too. I was gonna say, think. and that's why they want to get rid of the cows. No more no, beef for you. Yes. Everything's gonna be plant based, dude. I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to the, what's that drive through Chinese place, Panda. The, I went to Panda Express the other day, and they're they have plant based chicken now. I don't think it's, it's not a, really chicken. I don't. Ooh, yeah. I, ooh, I'm not going I was like, to do no, it. I just want I need, my orange chicken. We, I buy. I, I buy. I, I. Yesterday, I was telling you, I have four sons, so I buy whole cows. Me too. Because, because me too. Uh, I can't. Well, you can't afford the beef. Right. You can't afford the beef, and they asked me what's for dinner. Yeah. And I said it's beef. It's beef. That's right. Yeah. I know. But um. So. We we have we've implemented this. Uh, basically, they have these. Our industry, in the, the industry, has to pay for the emissions that they that they um, they are emitting. So mm-hmm. they they have a certain allotment, and then if they want more, they have to pay more. And and basically, just to get this uh, this scheme going, it really is just a big ginormous slush mm-hmm. fund, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do anything actually nope. to reduce CO two. You know, um, we've passed law after law after law, and one of said laws is to no more coal-fired power plants in Washington. So yeah. they shut those down, right? And um, I fix coal-fired power plants for a living. Like in Arizona, I have several customers. Um, and we have technology. There's in, clean coal. Yes. Hello. And yeah. when those things are running, you can't you can't see the smoke. Right. I mean, you don't see anything. The, the, mm-hmm. there's, the scrubbers on these coal-fired power plants are ginormous. Yeah. And, but we shut them down. And right. then, then think about— It's a about, virtue signal. Yes. We're shutting them down. The energy has to be u- utilized. We we still the world needs the energy, and so they just put those coal fired power plants just go up in India mm-hmm. and in China, right? And uh, right, and, and now, they don't and they now don't have the emission got, controls. Now we're looking for energy from uh, from foreign nations when the the United States could absolutely be energy independent, yes. and we should be. I think it's fascinating too. You know, just like Marie Antoinette, you know, let them eat cake, and now you've got your crazy governors. You know. But everyone's going to drive an electric car. Where's that electricity coming from, Jeremy? That's, isn't it? <laughs> Where's it coming from? I just want to know. Like, that's, it's so fascinating to me. Beauty. Like, hey, we're going to fix climate change and eliminate fossil fuels yeah. by having everybody drive electric cars. Yeah, well, well we're just, it's windmills and and solar panels. Which worked so great in Texas. Yes. And in, in and the Pacific here Northwest. here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, which we have this amazing renewable resource here, right. which is water. The, the, hydro- the hydroelectric dams. is just amazing. Yeah, let's take those out, the Snake right. River. And now, the, now they're like, hey, let's take the dams out of the Snake River. What? This guy, someone needs to retire this yeah, guy. No, he needs to go away. Any, it, there's a cognitive dissonance there, yes. right, where we're going to – everybody is – man. They, they have a goal. Uh, 12, they have a goal that by the 2030 that all vehicle sales will be electric. Nice. But yet – you can't have coal-fired power plants. Right, right. We want to take out the dams, and nuclear, for some reason, isn't okay. Right. And so, where where are all these people? They want us dependent. Well, I, I do like declare. your listeners in California. No more meat. The listeners in California probably understand exactly what they're going through because this summer they had Rolling that blackout, that heat, that heat advisory, right? And so they literally said, "Okay, 
everybody that's bought that those electric cars that we've mandated, you can't plug so them you in. You can't plug them in. Yeah. And actually, I would like you to go home uh, after work and sit in the dark and turn off your air conditioner. That's oh, right. and you you can't eat anything because you can't run your appliances yeah. because we don't have any power. Yeah. Whoops. Whoopsie. Right. Let's let's think, let's think about all the like all the things. It's, you know, that's the beauty of. The Democrat Party, they they can only think of what's right in front of them. Yeah. There's yeah. the second and third order effects. Like if I do this, it will. Yes, we won't have as many cars on the street. But but then all these other things that they don't even think about. No, no. And then and they, and where, and they where is the electricity coming from? Is it just is it falling out of the sky? Mm-hmm. No, we have to generate electricity. Well, how do we generate electricity? Yeah. It, it It's to me, it's a. You know, we're stuck in this cycle of abusive leaders who have this pie in the sky idea that somehow they're going to clean up emissions. And, yeah. and actually, nobody's looking at China. Who does all these things like the parent climate uh, climate accord and all these things? The United States does mm-hmm. it. We do it. We, we do the thing it's, like we get into these I treaties think, and we do it. Is China doing it? And I, but and I, and I really think it has to do with like the. It's that that corporate government yeah, interface yeah. in right? the World Economic yeah. Forum and Klaus Schwab saying you're going to own nothing and be happy about it. Right. right. But this 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 idea of, you know, we're saving the planet by shutting down our power and shipping it overseas is really naive. And I think we would actually be much better off for the American people as well as if we embraced uh, coal fired power plants yeah. here. Yeah. We embraced nuclear power. We like we get our, if we can get our energy levels cost down yeah oh man then we could have that vibrant industry like and we actually could do that if yes. we had better leaders yes if if we so desired we can have all our manufacturing back you know um in the during world war ii we had aluminum smelters all over yeah. up and down the river yep. Yep. and the last yep. one shut down uh i was a customer of mine uh, in talco in ferndale washington it shut mm. down during uh covid because one, the demand was not there, but also the energy prices are too high. Yeah. And so that they just systematically take the industry away. And that, you know, those are good paying jobs. And uh, it, we could actually save the save the planet by creating that in that those products here in you the United what, States. You know what instead they call of, that where I come from, Jeremy? What's, what's that? Common sense. Yeah, I know. Common sense. And well, we're, we're really we're really lacking. We're to take a break. We'll be okay. right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. So I'm reading your website, Jeremy, and well done, by the way. Oh, thank you. And you're talking about the, your Democrat opponent, and you said that she consistently votes to re- to restrict the use of fossil fuels, which drives up the cost of everything in mm-hmm. our economy. This is such ba- it's basic economics. It's just basic, basic, basic. Uh, the Democrats' so-called clean energy plan passed in 2019 effectively eliminates natural gas from retail sales by 2045. So they're going after... Natural gas. Yes, to heat your home. Yeah, they're going after fireplaces. Yes. Because, you know, we can't have a fireplace. 
they don't want you to be warm <laughs> in the wintertime, apparently. Uh, and they said, force, you saying, forcing us to use less effective and more expensive types of energy to heat our homes. The zealous push to fundamentally transform our state's use of fossil fuels exports our industry to faraway countries with far less regulations on pollution, which is so ironic. I know. You're going to damage what was the greatest country on the face of the earth, but our nation is a nation in decline right now. Mm-hmm. And it's largely in decline because of the woke ideologues that have come out of our woke universities and mm-hmm. gotten into positions of authority. Weren't they smart when they took over the schools? Very smart. Yeah. They yeah. Th- this is they've been working on this for a long long time. Yes, yeah. And and now that uh now that we're all awake, you know, I yeah. well I think a great percentage of us are. We see the, we see the issue and that's why uh I think uh more and more people are leaving the public education system. More and more people are focused on on alternatives. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, you know, I commend you for it. It's a, it's, it really needs to happen. We, like I said yesterday, we really need to get parents involved Boy. Uh, and just get actively engaged. This is another platform. Part of your platform that you're running on is parental rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people know that I sit on the board of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, which is the largest homeschool uh, membership organization in the world. And they have an arm called parentalrights.org. Mm-hmm. And so we've been at the front of this fight for a long time. But what you said yesterday is absolutely true. Most parents are just now starting to wake up to something that's been coming for a very long time, this assault against parental rights. You know, Hillary Clinton with her U- the United States Convention on the Rights of a Child years ago, uh, we were warning about that because if we entered into a treaty with the United Nations like Hillary Clinton wanted us to do with regard to parental rights, the United States honors treaties above its own constitution. Mm-hmm. And we're literally stripping ourselves of the ability to parent our own children as we see fit. We see this now uh, with um, with the vaccine industry, mm-hmm. right? And and doctors being less and less willing to listen to the basic desires of parents to raise their children as they see fit. That is their God-given mm-hmm. right and responsibility. What is your position and how can we uh, as citizens speak to our legislators so that the tide begins to shift again back to a place of parental responsibility, which really should be paramount in the life mm-hmm. of a child. Well, um, I yeah, I as a as a state legislator, I, that that would be my primary role is to support the, the engagement and of the parent the parent and the family and yeah. making sure that they they have that foundation that they need. Um, I really I really think you know our society has really kind of. They've they've made it hard on the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the people are struggling, and they don't mm-hmm. really have the bandwidth um, to be engaged with their children. And uh, I mean, they're just you know they're living day to day. I mean, sixty percent uh, of the American people are on uh, living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and yeah. and so how how can they be expected to to you know have the energy to to focus on their their children mm-hmm. um so as a, as a state legislator that that would be my primary goal is how do we how do we support the family mm-hmm. and i think you do that with you know like school choices uh, making sure that the the money follows the kid um make sure that we have a vibrant economy you know when we were talking about the you know the green new deals and stuff like that and i my i would push really hard to get the energy costs lower here in the pacific northwest so do we can you think can, there's ever a chance we can bring back the coal coal man, coal industry here in the in the northwest well absolutely if well if we get enough new leaders if we get new leaders yeah and and it's it's perfectly viable i mean i think it's it's a very cheap and inexpensive way and you can do it cleanly i mean you could we could start 
reducing China's uh, dependency on coal, mm-hmm. and we could bring it here, and the world would be better off. Yeah, yeah. So that that would, I would do. It's you know it's multifaceted. It, you know it's like we were talking about. You just can't look at the one thing. You have and fix that one thing mm-hmm. and not expect. You have to look at it at, as a whole and say, okay, I need to have a strong economy, a strong family, which is the fam- families are the foundation mm-hmm. of a society. If if we want a, a strong society, we need strong families. And how do we do that? Well, we have to have we have to have safe streets. So we have to have uh, we have to get crime under control. Well, and it's the it's. I'm going to interrupt you because. A lot of the reasons why we're struggling so much with crime in the Vancouver area now in Clark mm-hmm. County are because of decisions that legislators have made. Right? <laughs> I know we can talk for hours. This is coming from the state yeah, legislature. Yeah, the, Hello, uh, the we the the you're hanging out with my friend Jim Walsh, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Senate Bill fifty four seventy six. Uh, it was the state versus the Blake decision where it made drug offenses unprosecutable here in unbelievable. Washington. Unbelievable! It's and so, unbelievable. So now, now all uh, all all these. Drug addicts are wandering the streets. I mean, my my gas tank got drilled out a month ago what? because they needed the gas. Get out of town. So they could sell it to buy their drugs. It cost yeah. fifteen hundred bucks to put a new gas tank in oh. that truck. But so, like, yeah, we create this environment where um, it looks like a zombie apocalypse I know to it. be out. I mean, it's really quite frightening. It um, is. But. We create this environment where the streets aren't safe. Yeah. You're not, you're not, and you're not doing these people any favors. Because we've sacrificed truth yeah. on the altar of a misguided mercy. Yeah, like the, it's not compassionate to no. let these people die just, in their own squalor, mm-hmm. infect other uh, Jim, people. Look, you, you spoke of Jim Walsh just yeah. a second ago. He, he reposted, reposted a tweet or whatever. Some, some poor drug addicted man had dumped out a sharps bin oh. and was picking through there and just shooting up, uh, Whatever he could find. That is crazy. Yeah, it's at the end end stages of his life, you know, just wow. completely. You know, it's sh- interesting. I'm reading a story, uh, a biography, actually, with um, the two children that we still have left at home called the, the Cross and the Switchblade. It's David. It's the story of David Wilkerson. Okay. And he, in the ni- late 1950s, God called him to inner city New York. So he went to Brooklyn. And it's it was, it's almost like he's describing Portland. For Seattle, uh, talking about the drug addict, and it was the marijuana was the gateway drug, mm-hmm. right? Which is why I was so up against, you know, why are we legalizing things that are really going to bring people to ruin? Yeah. And he was talking about the, you know, worse than the prostitution, mm-hmm. worse than the murder rates, which were extraordinarily high in this particular part of Brooklyn, was the fact that there were these young people who were so addicted to drugs. He said that the, um, the drug addiction was the worst thing he'd ever seen. Yeah. Young people who are throwing their lives away. Hospitals, right. which are overrun, they can't take them. And the police turn in a blind eye to it. And what did you get? You got the slums of New York. Yeah. You got the slums we, of Brooklyn. We have it here. And now we've yeah, got it down, here. Up and down the West Coast. And it doesn't have to be that way. No. It doesn't have to be that way. No, we're, we're, we've got a crisis in leadership. And I keep telling yeah. people this should be... This should be the message on the lips of every Republican. Mm-hmm. We have a crisis in leadership. We will never be able to change things unless we start to get people of common sense and morality and character mm-hmm. uh, into positions of authority. It absolutely matters. Yeah. No, that you're you're absolutely right. The, the focusing on what really matters is, it seems simple, but for some reason it's not. Like, um, I we had an interview with a local paper, Colombian here, and I, in the, in the, 
in the interview, the, the article says, well, Jeremy seems to be focused on public safety, crime, uh, inflation, <laughs> and, and a lack of accountability. And, <laughs> and uh, his opponent, Monica Stonier, um, is really wants to make sure that the health, the gig employees, that the Uber drivers has their health care and um, that we get uh, the public transportation for these children in pre-K. It's like there's a dis- Tone deaf. Yeah, there's a complete disconnect on what's really important to the, the people in this community. Mm-hmm. And um, if we need we need leaders that actually want what's best for for the people that they're mm-hmm. they're being hired to lead you know mm-hmm. i want to like the citizen uh the citizen servant that you know the public servant um i really want to be the representative and mm-hmm. uh i want to make sure that that i pass legislation that makes their life easier right right well that's, that's the job it's the voice of it's you're supposed to be a voice of you know of the yeah. people because we have a government of the people by the people and for the and people the, and the reason people don't do this is because it's a it's not convenient. Like my life is much less <laughs> better. I mean, it's it's like this oh, is. Oh, you're a, talking to a girl who understands. I know you. You <laughs> like my life was way simpler before I started this. But there's yeah. nothing more important than standing up and doing what's right for this country. Um, and <laughs> you know, you know, our response to COVID was one of the most uh, self self serving. Oh. Uh, response I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And we really need, like you think about like those people, the the veterans in World War II, like those, the sacrifice that we had. Um, people used to sacrifice themselves for the next generation. And we're doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And that is, that is a sign of a, like you said. It's uh, a nation in decline. A nation in decline. Yeah. And so we need to, we need to lead by example. That's why I'm here and sitting in front of you because I'm trying to lead by example and saying, hey, no, we need we need people to stand up and do what's best for the next generation. And then maybe maybe I could influ- influence that next generation to do that for their next generation. And we can we can start going back up the hill, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going down. Well, and the truth is that uh, nothing that's worth doing in this life is easy. No. You know, you want a good marriage? That's going to take work. Yeah. You know, you want to be you want to be a parent? That's going to take. We're going to homeschool your kids. That's going to take work. But they're these are worthwhile and worthy pursuits. Yeah. And uh, we want a good government. It's hard. It's an uphill fight mm-hmm. right now. We're fighting against a lot of things. And I'm just so pleased that you decided to put your really put your your life on hold, put your family out there, risk your reputation, yeah. and all the stuff that comes along with politics because it's worth it. Yeah, I had other I had other plans, um, but th- this is way more important. Yeah, this is way more important. Well, we really are a nation at war with itself right now. This is a wartime appointment, and it's going to require people of courage and moral fortitude. Um, I hope that when when people listen to this, they start looking very carefully. You guys, now's the time. Get out your voter pamphlet. Look and see mm-hmm. who's running wherever you wherever you live, and you've got to do more. Than just, you know, look at a sign on the street. You've got to discover who these people are and need, what are the positions that they're pushing. We need to talk with our neighbors. Yeah. We need there's everybody. A, there's a novel idea. Yeah, everybody needs to. We need to build community again mm-hmm. and we need to have open dialogue. And mm-hmm. because um, people on the left and the right, they all want the same thing. They want mm-hmm. a, a prosperous life for their family and their children to, to succeed. Unless they're so afraid of the mm-hmm. Rona mm-hmm. and so afraid of the climate yeah. That they decide it's worth it's the worth burning the country. The fear mongering is is fear mongering. It's yeah. terrible. Well, we know this because God teaches us in His Word that fear is a spirit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't come from God. So if it doesn't come from God, where does it come from? 
right? This is an evil that has been, you know, the spirit of fear that has settled over this country like a cold, wet blanket. We're making decisions based on fear. We're uh, listening to politicians that are uh, making their decisions that are based on fear. We've got to stop doing that and move from a place of fear back again into a position of faith. And uh, I'm excited that you're running. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, just to that point, I think if God is talking to all of us, and if we just take the time to listen, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get encouraged. This this uh, this journey that I'm running for office <laughs> has brought me so much closer to God yep. uh, because it's such a challenge. It's it is a spiritual battle. And when I'm when I'm uh, feeling overwhelmed, I will get uh, phone calls and text messages mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, uh, just just pr- I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just just I have you in my." in my mind. And I wanted to let you know that we're praying for you, whatever. And so like God is bringing those people into my life just at that moment when I need him the most. And he's doing it for everybody as well. If you just listen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important um, that we take the time to do that and reflect, and then you can put things into perspective. Um, (laughs) It's not about getting a fancy house or a fancy car. It's about the, the lives that you change. Mm-hmm. Um, in this life, yeah. and uh, yeah. and the legacy you leave, yeah, and leaving leaving the world a better place than right. than when you found it, and that includes strengthening the family. Jeremy Baker, it's just been a delight to have you here. Where can people find you online? Oh, thank you. Uh, vote Jeremy Baker forty nine dot com, and uh, yeah, and then I have a Facebook page and a Twitter account, and all this stuff that is brand new to me. I never was on it, but it's a good way of getting the, the, the message out and letting well, and people know Well, I know that, I that you really uh, appreciate the prayers of everyone yes. who's listening to you. And also, um, you need money. It costs money to run. Those yard signs are not free. They don't grow on trees. No, it's, and, it, uh, it is a challenge. Yep. And I don't get any special interest money. For some reason, mm. they don't want, the lobbyists don't want to get behind me because of Miss Stonier's mm-hmm. uh, influence. And, to be honest, I don't really want their money. I, I, no, because you're not going to be, you're beholden to the, right. to the voter, not that's right. to special that's interests. Where, that's where my support is. That is exactly right. I will and always I, represent them. I'm so excited because I actually think you got a good shot at this oh, thing. You. And you so we're going to continue praying for you. hope that uh, people listening will support your run financially and certainly in prayer. And then you, uh, when this is all over, you know, come back, win or lose. You got to come back. Yeah. And uh, because I want people to hear what it means to run and actually start to take the country back mm-hmm. again, back to common sense, back to uh, a position where our families are once again honored and respected, back where we can actually make our own healthcare decisions and our own uh, decisions for the education of our children, that they would once again be respected. And that won't happen unless we have a change in leadership. So I'm praying that you get into the state legislature and uh, you've sure got my support. Thanks Thank for you, coming Heidi. on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're here. If you guys want more information on Jeremy Baker's run, you can go to vote Jeremy Baker and the number 49.com. Again, I'm going to encourage you to uh, continue to pray for people that are running right now. These elections are coming up in just a few short weeks. That's just 21 days or so to really make their case and make an impact and hopefully change the trajectory of some of these states that really are suffering under these woke ideologues uh, that don't care anything about our families and our future as a country, unless it relates to some sort of an agenda that makes no sense. So uh, you guys can join me in uh, coming alongside Jeremy and supporting his run. And I hope I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. 
For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.